0: Blog Talk Radio. Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, all black, all news, all you. Choosing a qualified realtor is a major decision. At A. Re Realty, they utilize their thorough understanding of today's real estate market to ensure your complete satisfaction with your real estate investment. Whether you are buying or selling a home or even making your first real estate investment, call Cottrell Dyer first, a knowledgeable agent with over 10 years' experience in the industry. Call Cottrell Dyer first x seven seven three four four seven eight seven five three. That's seven seven three four four seven eight seven five three. And choose a Reed Realty. For more than 30 years, they've been the realty company that Chicago can trust. Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, all black, all news, all you. Sometimes I
1: feel like a child. Sometimes I feel like a motherless child, sometimes I feel like a motherless child, oh Lord, oh Lord, I'm so far from home. Sometimes I feel like my mama is gone Well, sometimes I feel like I want to die Oh, Lord, I'm so five or more
2: This is Damaged Daughters, Surviving the Biological Bitch. And that was Dale DeAnne, singing from the depths of her soul. Welcome, my sisters, and you are all my sisters. If you've ever questioned, why is mom so mean to me? Why doesn't she hug me and tell me she loves me? Why does mom find fault with everything I do? Why does mom treat me different? Why does mom make me feel so bad? Why is mom mad all the time? Why does mom hit me for no reason? Why doesn't mom protect me from her man? Why is mom such a bitch to me? I was born happy, healthy, innocent, and trusting. And I just knew that the woman changing my diapers and feeding me was special. I loved her and wanted to be close to her. I tried to call out to her. Ma. Ma. Imagine my confusion when she said to me, don't call me mommy, mom, mama, or mother. My name is Death. Call me Death. Well, the cord was cut, tied, and burned from that point on. I wanted her to love me, but she would dole out affection on her timetable. Not when I needed it. I heard, Get away from me, you little motherfucker. So often, I thought it was normal. She was hungover a lot, so my timing for attention often conflicted with her need for two aspirin, a can of cold tomatoes, and a lot of rest. Sometimes she brought some stragglers home with her to keep the party going, and I might be wakened in the middle of the night and shone off, yay. But most of the time, she had just met these losers and knew nothing about them. It was grace that protected me. She sure didn't. The first of the month meant food stamps and grocery shopping to fill our empty cabinets. So empty, bread and margarine, were the only meal option. That happens when you bring hungry drunks home to eat your children's food. My cousin Lou noticed I wasn't quite as hearty as the others and began picking me up on weekends. Lou and her husband Bill had suffered a few miscarriages and they had decided that they weren't going to try again. Shortly thereafter, my aunt, Mama Lou, was in a near-fatal car accident on the way to work and had a broken back. When she was finally released from the hospital, both she and Lou asked best if I could live with them. It was one of the happiest days of my life when I finally broke out of Bleak House. However, I didn't feel secure, so I saved food from every meal for hard times. A piece of biscuit, half a drumstick, half a strip of bacon, because I was sure that hard times were always around the corner. Another way I sought to prepare for hard times was saving in my piggy bank, saving every penny I got my hand on. So I had 50 cent pieces, silver dollars, and even paper dollars. I had saved quite a lot. And that's when Bess came around. She pulled me into a bedroom and said to me, your brothers and sisters won't have a Thanksgiving because I don't have money. And she made me feel so bad for living in a home where I had food and my needs met. So I got my piggy bank and I shook it until I got $15, which at that time would buy quite a bit of food. And Bessie came back again and again until my piggy bank was empty. Let's understand, I was seven, but she had no remorse or felt any guilt about manipulating her seven-year-old daughter. The insecurity that I felt living with Lou caused me to be very unsettled because Beth made it clear that she could come back at any time and take me away. And that was a very precarious edge to walk on. I tried to commit suicide when I was 12. My only regret was not succeeding. Now I had to answer the question of why. I didn't know how to vocalize my depression, so I gave the standard cop-out response. I don't know, but I did. I hated the upper grade center I was attending. Upper grade center sounds academic and scholarly. This place was anything but. It was a converted old folks home, complete with the swinging medical doors in the hall and the institutional green paint. I was 11 years old when I went into seventh grade. There was a 14-year-old boy in my class, and he was already a father. I skipped third grade, and when the results of the standardized tests came back in sixth grade, the results, or at least my scores, were high school level. And my principal recommended that I go directly to a high school for gifted students. Bessie had some input, and I wasn't allowed to go. Instead, I'm in a school with underachievers that really didn't care. I was younger than everyone else, and I loved to learn. So they ridiculed me unmercifully. Yes, suicide seemed a viable option actually the only option between school which had become my own personal hell and best my own personal demon
3: suicide was the only way out for me when i was a young adult i had
0: chicago's black business radio network all black all news all you Chicago's Black Business Radio Network is changing the way that Chicago connects with programming like Giving Chicago Ex-Offenders a Fresh Start with Charles Hardwick and Antoine Day, coming up Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. Be sure to tune in on Monday nights at 7 p.m. for Chicago Street Journal, an urban news broadcast with host Ron Carter, publisher and editor of Chicago's newest media voice. Interested in sponsoring an upcoming show or joining our team? Give us a call at 773 609 2226. 773 609 2226. For more information, visit Chicago's. That's Chicago with an S. Chicago's Black Business Radio Network.com. This is Sonia Cassandra Purdue, Executive Producer.
4: Do you have student debt? We offer neither debt refinancing nor consolidation. What we offer is student debt obliteration. How? Freelancing your way out of debt. Become a freelancer on our site, mohican.biz. Only those owing student debt and residing in the U.S. can register. Any company or individual can post jobs on the site. Furthermore, Mohican.biz strives to bring those individuals still carrying student loan debt together with those institutions who educated them as well as those who provided the financing to make their education possible thus we will promote our registered freelancers with banks universities and many other organizations including the federal government the idea is for these institutions to outsource work by posting jobs at mohican.biz to which our registered freelancers would then apply Please visit Mohican.biz for more information. That's Mohican.biz.
0: Chicago's Black Business Radio Network. All black, all news, all you.
3: From prophets to pimps. 4,000 years ago, Bible prophecy spoke about a mighty people who would be taken captive and brought into a strange land in ships. From prophets to pimps. What is the true history of African Americans before slavery? Why have they endured so much hardship? From Prophets to Pimp, stage play covers 4,000 years of black history, beginning with the ancient biblical past. Come out to witness this groundbreaking stage play on Saturday, May 2nd, 2, 2015 at the DuSable Museum of African American History, 740 East 56th Place, Chicago, Illinois. Start time is 7 p.m. Visit www.ProfitsDepents.com for more info. Tickets on sale now. Brought to you by Israelite Heritage
0: Productions. Chicago's Black Business Radio Network. All black, all news, all you. Let's welcome our newest sponsor, Aggressively Demanding Change. Aggressively demanding change is more than just a magazine. It's a sounding board for African Americans to control our voice in the media. Follow them on Facebook at Aggressively Demanding Change. And if you'd like to be one of our sponsors for our upcoming shows, visit us on Facebook at Chicago's "The Chicago with an S," Chicago's Black Business Radio Network.: Welcome to our perspective with Naila Ogle and James Ogle. This show is a rebroadcast.